listening to Pawnee Public Radio. With your hosts, Hannah and Will. Hey everybody, thanks so much for coming back for week two. We're so happy to to see you there. Yeah, we can't see any of you, but I'm sure you're all really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you're. We're imagining, we're imagining you. We always do. We take a little moment to just picture each of the faces. To picture, yeah. Um, it's like it's like the, the advice they give about public speaking. Um, to picture everyone naked. We are not picturing you naked to no. be less nervous, but we are picturing you. And to the one hottie in the back. I see. Yeah, you. you're rocking it. What a you, good day. Wow. What a good day for you. <laughs> yeah, you're having just a great eyebrow day. Uh, thank you guys all for coming back. If you're listening, that means you've come back to listen to us again. Or or maybe maybe you skipped ahead. Maybe you thought, I bet it finds its feet episode two. And you know what? You're not wrong. Good move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just wanted to say welcome. Uh, we are so thankful pumped this time because we got some town hall comments some from all the beautiful people listening we got some voicemails we got some twitter comments just a reminder uh up top of how you can do that for the third podcast if you didn't get it in for this one you can tweet at us at radio pawnee uh we're also on itunes and spotify under pawnee public radio if you subscribe and rate us five stars, we have to res- read that comment on the podcast. In order to send in a voicemail, we now have a speak pipe. So you can... <laughs> Which we're very excited about. I recommend everyone, I'm going to predict now, in two years, all the teens are going to be on speak pipe. Oh, like, okay. I think that's the next big thing. Yeah, like, I think like, no more TikTok stars. It's all speak no, pipe No, the stars. bubble's going to burst and then it's just speak pipe. <laughs> So you can find that speak pipe on our Twitter. You can also email us uh, at townhall. Oh, no, no at. It's not a social media thing. It's an email. You can email us townhall at pawneepublicradio.com and send voicemails in that way as well. Uh, If you could try to get them in by Thursday afternoon, because that's when we record each week and then we release our episodes on Tuesday. So get those in by Thursday afternoon if you're listening to this, and we'll be sure to include you in the third podcast. Yeah, we it it really was such a treat to both read what everyone thought about the first episode and also hear hear your sweet your sweet dulcet tones um, on those voicemails it was very fun. Oh, I'm so a fun. huge like a huge voicemail fan because um, you can see the people by hearing their sexy voices. Yeah. <laughs> Are we but, uh, toming our audience? Are we sort of like being inappropriate <laughs> with our listeners? I think just with the one, like maybe the one eyebrow person, but <laughs> we can we can apologize to them after we record. Also, don't forget uh, questions about our us or the podcast. All welcome, but also for next week, if you watch episode three of Parks and Recreation and have specific questions, we talk about each episode of Parks and Recs in line with our podcast episode. So some of the voicemails and comments are about episode two this time, which is the one we watched together. Yeah, it was it was very, very helpful. We missed some stuff. You guys we, nailed it. Yeah. And like some of you guys, yeah, so astute. Uh, when I read some of these tweets, 
uh, later on in the podcast, you'll be like, oh my gosh, these tweeters should be hosting the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the voicemail that was like, I think they're in purgatory the whole time. Yeah, Spot a real on. loss. Yeah, uh, great theory. <laughs> a real loss thing. So we are, let's let's jump. I think we should jump right into the episode we watched. Uh, Will and I are both extra into this episode because it's called Canvassing. And mm-hmm. Will and I have both been canvassers. And we can't wait to tell you about our own stories canvassing too. Yeah. Yeah. Get involved. Get active. Have your voice be heard. Maybe don't go door to door in these times, but door to door, six feet apart. Um, yeah, there's so an app. The the episode is called Canvassing, and like we explained with our film school knowledge, there is usually uh, someone tweeted at us about our film school knowledge, and I'm glad that the world is finally understanding that we are. And and Will is even MFA certified. He's got grad school. All right, but that's we're going to go into that season two. <laughs> okay, um, but there's usually an A story, the main story that happens, a B story, and like we said, like a baby little C story. These mm-hmm. stories all sort of tied together this episode. But I'll start uh, by giving us a quick summary of of the main story of this episode for those who just watched the episode with us. Uh, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I just saw that." And for those who are just <laughs> tuning into the podcast. Uh, hopefully my explanation does this episode justice. Um, I like prepping someone for, for the experience of listening to the entire, to our entire podcast by being like, your experience might be something like, oh yeah, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) It's very, on a fundamental level, your experience would be like, oh yeah, that was great. (laughs) That's very much like our, you are our dream demographic and that is, that is the ideal reaction. So yeah, let us know if that is your experience. Yeah, our ideal reaction is just a bunch of tweets saying, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Pretty yeah. funny. Pretty right. good. <laughs> um, so in this episode, uh, Leslie Nope wants to get some excitement about the park. So the park subcommittee, which consists of her, Ann Perkins, her new mm. growing BFF, mm-hmm. the incredible, the amazing, the handsome Mark Brandanowitz. I add all those adjectives because everyone seems to. Uh, Tom, who we really get fleshed out this episode, and then April, the Parks and Rec intern. And so the subcommittee gets together and decides they're going to have a town hall to raise excitement about the park. But before they do that, they're going to go into the town by canvassing, going door to door, seeing who's into the park and getting them to come to this town hall. And Hannah, for for maybe yeah. people who aren't as familiar with like small local government as you are, can you break down like what a, a subcommittee for a town hall sort of what that entails? Or um, yeah, a subcommittee is bigger than a committee. It's the sub. A subcommittee is bigger than a committee. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they're like the substitute gym teacher mm-hmm. of a real committee. And as we all know, a substitute gym teacher <laughs> is bigger than a gym teacher. <laughs> It's the sub. It's the sub. No, the the, the subcommittee uh, for park beautification, for park existing, not even beautification, mm-hmm. is a group of people within the parks department that are committed to trying to turn the pit uh, that Andy fell into in episode one into a park. Was Got there, it. A, your face makes me think there was some sort of explanation that you wanted to tell the audience. 
So I think of what a should. subcommittee was. No, yeah. I have no idea. I'm way out of my. Oh, okay. <laughs> way out of my <laughs> so uh, now that you know that a subsid a subcommittee is like a substitute gym teacher, so you, mm-hmm. you must be very um, in the know now. I'm going to continue. So our main story sees Leslie and Anne going door to door. They are slowly forming this friendship. Uh, Anne, who was very much on the citizen side, is now seeing what the government of Pawnee has to put up with. They go door to door trying to collect people to come to this town hall meeting. And we're really introduced to the attitude of the citizens of Pawnee. But also, as Will and I will later explain, uh, this is just sort of what canvassing is. It's a lot of approaching people in their home, whether they support your idea or not. They're not always ready to jump into uh, action. So There's they- a lot of what we like to call in the business truth in comedy here, which yeah. is where it's funny because it's true. Now, that nugget is not because we went to film school. It's because Will and I have also studied at the great improv theaters, um, I.O. Chicago, Second City Chicago, mm-hmm. um, Upright Citizens Brigade. That's where that nugget of knowledge comes from. <laughs> we may not know what a subcommittee is, but we know what truth in comedy is. Yeah. I, yeah, I was, I think the thing about canvassing too is that it's, <laughs> it's kind of a nightmare for everyone, right? Everyone, Where it's like, yep. if I'm in my house and you knock on my door, that's the last thing that I want to happen. And if I'm outside your house and I'm knocking on your door, I am also, I both become the nightmare and you are my nightmare. It's a very like Monsters Inc. situation where everyone actually is scared <laughs> of everyone. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, in the doors. Great it's Monsters totally Inc. Great pull. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Pat um, myself on the back for that one. No, that was honestly, that wasn't even because of film school. We did not study Monsters, Inc. in film school. That's just Will's own film knowledge. I did an, I did an independent study, um, but we can keep going. Did you on Monsters, Inc.? Or am I no, just being gullible? Okay. No. I'm going to get back into what happens. <laughs> so, um, Anne and Leslie accidentally, instead of making a friend who's going to come to the town hall, they make an enemy of this woman, Kate who's the sort of antagonist of the episode, even though, you know, her uh, train of thought is justified. She doesn't really want to park. She thinks parks are noisy. And Leslie, in her passion, says that if she doesn't want to park, then she doesn't care about her kids. In saying that creates an enemy who decides to come to the town hall meeting to get a vote to end the park in its tracks. And I think we're led to believe all parks, you know, I think this is very much she has awoken a monster and and I feel like this enemy that they've made long term goal is to to maybe like destroy all all green public places. Yeah, she really created a supervillain uh, during yeah. canvassing. Um, so they get to the town hall meeting and it's clear that if the town votes against the park then they're not even going to be able to attempt this thing. So in an effort to stop the town from stopping the park, Leslie at first tries to filibuster her own meeting so that she can (laughs) run down that (laughs) clock and then decides the best way to filibuster it is by letting the whole town yell at her until time (laughs) runs out so they can't get to a vote. 
And then we'll talk about the end of the episode and why Will and I watching were both like, oh, this is the show we love. But first, uh, Will, do you want to hit us with the B and kind of C story of the episode? Yeah, mid-sized B, little bitty C. Um, B story, we follow Tom, April, and Mark, who are all sort of uh, maybe not as not quite as excited about Camasine as as Leslie is. Um, Mark brings up pretty early on that he thinks it's a very, very bad idea. Um, Mark, so Mark, Mark has so far been not the voice of reason, sort of the <laughs> voice of wah, wah. Like if he was a sound <laughs> effect, it, almost like a Debbie Downer in an SNL sketch could mm-hmm. track Mark in these first two episodes. Yeah, he's he is the voice of he's wah, being realistic, wah. but he's the oh, voice God. of wah, wah. <laughs> Yeah, anytime I say or describe anything that that Mark does, Hannah will will chime in with that. With so I, wah, wah. it's it is getting stronger. Like I, just I think snorted. you're. I just snorted into the microphone. For those listening, that was a full blown snort. I think it. You know, it, it adds a level of realism. Um, we want. <clears throat> we mentioned this before, but I think we want the podcast to feel like if you're driving, we're two chatty Cathy's sitting in your back seat who won't shut up about Parks and Rec. Um, and you listen to us and then you go, oh yeah, that is what happened. <laughs> I like how in all these situations where we imagine our audience, they're always driving. I hope, I, I hope there are other places you can listen to this podcast. Like, you know, you're about to make out with your spouse and you turn on the podcast <laughs> and then it's just us gabbering about Parks yeah. and Rec. I hope that's another situation. You forgot that you had chosen Spotify <laughs> Shuffle. Uh oh, the mood's about to be enhanced. Wah, by- wah. <laughs> so wait, so 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 I so you so so Mark thinks it's a bad idea. Keep us going Mark, with this. Yeah, Mark story. thinks that it's a bad idea, but we know that he's after seeing a photograph of Leslie having fallen into the pit. He feels empathy for her, and and he's he's trying he's trying to be better. Um, so he even he even got Ron to agree to it in the first episode. And someone who tweeted at me, who I will look at up the handle later, said maybe the big favor that Ron owed Mark or Mark owed Ron owed Mark was that Mark seems to know about Ron's alter ego, spoiler, Duke Silver. So to be continued, but that's how Mark sort of rallied everyone on board this part. Yeah, it's a great strategy. So they're in they're in their little pod. They're going to door to door. Um there's a great scene where Leslie hands out binders. They go to the pit to sort of, you know, be in the neighborhood where the park is going to be, you know, installed, where you in, you install a park. As you um, do with parks. Yeah. You plug yeah. it in. You just plug it right in and you got a park. Just like this um, podcast. <laughs> just turn it on. Um, so they all have binders with, with like very detailed scripts. And I think either, I think either Mark brought trail mix for himself or leslie i i'm assuming leslie probably brought, brought trail mix for everyone um oh my gosh i'm just realizing i'm wearing i'm wearing the shorts this is not a good story <laughs> no say it you you just started it and the rule I is know. for the people just, about to make out and the people in their car you have to finish the story they're very short but they're shorts that i bought to go canvassing because you oh. can't go canvassing in jeans no, you gotta you gotta buy you gotta canvas in short shorts. Yeah, not in Georgia. I was canvassing in Georgia. More on that during the canvassing portion of the pod. 
It's a whole so. portion. Before we start the canvassing portion, we'll go ready to eat some canvassing portion. And also just be aware at the end of the canvassing portion, we will try to get you to register to vote. Um, That's actually so a great th- idea. Yeah. Um, but, well, but every talking- once in a while, I have a, I have one a real nugget. <laughs> oh, they man. got their uh, binders. Get us through this B story, this baby B. I'm my uh, secret challenge is to have the B story secretly be longer than the A story. And that's because if I'm being honest with myself, I'm a B story. Classic B story always have no. been. I'm the, 28 I'm years the old. I'm a B story. Hannah, no. Are I'm you kidding me? I'm the little weirdo that pops up and goes, no. the end. I'm just the button of an episode. And everyone loves you. And that's what they remember. And that's what the little compilations on YouTube are of you, the C story. I like how neither of us consider ourselves A story people. But more on no. that later. Finish up this B story <laughs> for us. Okay. They got their binders. They hit the streets. Beautiful neighborhood. <laughs> great property prices. Um, <laughs> focus well. So right off the bat, we meet a real character. Joke is, he's a pedophile. We don't <laughs> love it. Some great comic moments. Genuinely kind of unnerving. The reassuring part of it is he does acknowledge that he's being really respectful of like the 1,000 foot distance that as we're assuming he's a registered sex offender. So he is taking that seriously, but he is also actively seeking out um, ways to be close to children. So it's kind of a mixed bag with this guy, um, but the bag is full of bad things. Okay. To uh, be clear to those mm-hmm. who didn't watch the episode, this is just one moment of their canvassing. <laughs> that is one moment, a single pedophile of Pani. But do they um, stick with it or do they give up on the canvassing? Well, great question. Hannah, um, first Tom splits. Mm-hmm. He does a very cute little runaway, which honestly wins him over. This is the thing that I think speaks highly like a good show is Ron does this cute, weird little run where he like Tom adds does. a little. What you I call say? them Ron. It's not a big oh, deal. No, no, no. They're Ron just can't very run. Different characters. Ron. I don't, I don't think Ron can technically run. Um, Tom, thank you so much. God, I'm going to be ripped apart in the comments. Tom does a cute little run with a little hop, like I mentioned earlier. And in my head, I thought, what a cute little run. And then and the camera pans back to April. And she said, he's got a weird run. And, and then it's just like, and the Mark agrees. And that's the most on the same page I've ever been with Mark. So long story, actually short story, long story short, they also bail. And end up, we later discover, just going and playing rock band at, I was going to say Andy's house, but it's definitely Anne's house. Yeah. So we have, they give up. Yeah. So we have Anne and Leslie never giving up on canvassing. We have Mm -hmm. Mark and April very much giving up playing garage band with Andy. Tom spins off and decides to sort of call up all his connections. And Mm -hmm. promise, like, swing people that they can have the swings in the park. So he actually gets most of the crowd. I think swingers, Hannah. He promises swingers, swingers, I think, is what they're called. (laughs) Yes, it's a very raunchy park. No, he brings the crowd, but all based on personal favors. Mm -hmm. And then... And it also, he's he's very much like wheeling and dealing, but it you do get the impression that he's maybe, like, cold calling people. There's a little bit of a (laughs) feeling of, like, maybe this person is... Never met him because at the end of his first uh, of his first phone call, he's like uh, Tom Haverford. He like reintroduces himself, <laughs> which I like that little. Um, 
So Tell yeah, they all do their part in getting the crowd there t- to Leslie's eventual filibuster. And and then we have our cute little baby C story, mm-hmm. which I guess we can, you know, as someone who considers herself a C story, apparently, I can summarize quickly, which is that Ron... Do you not think I can do it quickly, Anna? <laughs> have I, I lost my quick summary privileges? I think... I don't know. My A story was real quick. And then you <laughs> focused on that pedophile for a while. <laughs> yeah, it stuck with me. I think you got to call out that stuff. You can take C. I'll jump no, in if you, I feel you, like you, you missed it. You go anything. for it. I believe you. Let's hear Ron it. Ron Haverford. Kidding. Just <laughs> keeping myself honest. <laughs> um, we see how Ron envisions his role in small government. Um, he has a quick scene early on with another city planner, Paul. Old Paul, as I think of him, just in case there's a younger Paul character. So I can mm-hmm. keep him separate in my mind. Old Paul comes in as like, this is a big deal. Don't blow this, Ron. So then when Leslie wants to call off the whole thing, Ron suddenly has pressure on him from the powers that be. Um, so we see Ron struggling with his libertarian instincts and suddenly... You know, the pressure to actually, to actually do his job. Now, you pointed out while we were watching it, and I uh-huh. agree, you were like, this is not the Ron of later seasons. Like, the Ron of later seasons would be like, I don't care if, if Paul wants to fire the whole department for failing. What? Like, he would, he really, young Ron, early seasons, mm. is a lot, cares a lot more about what people think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just wait. Just wait. Maybe this is when he learned that he didn't have to care so much what people think. You know? Mm. He's sort of like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Now, you know, the whole... I have a question about little C plot. Before we just go sprinting ahead. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think Ron was working on? Because his work is interrupted before before old Paul comes in. He's probably whittling something. Hmm. Yeah. He spends a lot of time in that office, like whittling knives. Uh, my, um, I have a dear friend who just picked up whittling. Yeah. Yeah. That's what all. Have they, what have they whittled? No, that's not all. Um, birds. They whittle birds. Yeah. What? What? Who? Who? Who is this? <laughs> this is my friend Maiden. Maiden. I, this is a shout out to Maiden's birds, um, and I think some other little critters. Uh, but but they're great, and they're not if for sale. If you want to see Maiden's birds, don't try because they're not for sale. Good. The question no, just, has been answered. Just for the joy of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to before we before we go to anything else. I, the the end of the episode, <laughs> we we both the whole end of the episode, Will and I watching, kept going, oh, because all this, all the stories we've described happen, but then we mm-hmm. get to the end and. Leslie has just had the whole town scream at her and tell her how awful she is. And she's really, this meeting, they didn't get to the vote, so that's good. But everything else kind of got screwed up. And she ends in the most hopeful 1% of the milk last milkshake sip, with which those who uh, are watching ahead will know what that means. Uh, the last ma- milkshake sip kind of attitude where she's like, you know what? This was great. And someone even says, hey, park lady, you suck. And she goes, do you hear that? You called me park lady. And it's just a reminder that even in these early seasons, mm. she's still herself and there are nuggets of what she will be. And I love yeah. it. We both sort of went, hmm. 
Yeah. If I... Mark was wah wah, then the end was hmm. And together it is. <laughs> if you're about to make yeah. out with your spouse, and this is what played, I'm real sorry. <laughs> Making out with your spouses. Um, if it's not yeah. your spouse, hands off. <laughs> yeah, no making out until there's a ring on it, partner. I those videos don't. of people <laughs> kissing for the first time at their wedding. I don't. I are, feel like it was a first yeah. bonkers. I mean, I respect everyone's choices, but I can't imagine having my first kiss in front of all my friends and family. Yeah, and and wanting to then be on a TV show about it. I guess if I was, I guess if I was really proud of it and I wanted to brag, it just—it's so much pressure. There's some. There was some video that went viral of like first kiss ever at the altar, and he just ate her mouth. Yeah, my the. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Would you love the end of the episode too, though, right? Yeah, I love that part. And I love the little phantom toll booth button because that Mm. is a, that's a good book. Yeah. So Um, when Leslie's trying to filibuster, she starts reading from the phantom toll booth. And then the end is just Tom being like, Oh, this is a great book. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, uh, Leslie is someone who like never loses perspective of like, I think it's so easy for me, Will Sondheim to like have a dream and then get a version of it and then be like, time to have a new dream and not enjoy the fact that like I've done something that, you know, eight year old me would think was really cool. Mm, You know? Yeah. Like, it's no. so easy to, to like, yeah, I think just lose track. Of, and it seems like she never, uh, you know, she's a character who is, like, in some ways, um, and especially in later seasons, I think, doesn't, isn't, ch- isn't childish, but has, like, all the good childlike qualities of just, like, being, you know, so joyful and just, like, excited about the world around her. Or not um, even getting your dream and then being like, yeah. what's next? But... I feel like she loves the pursuit of the dream. Yeah. You know? And you said when, when she says, like, one day with my White House staff, we'll come to this park. You were like, oh, that's a Michael Scott moment. But because she ends up proving how capable she is, it's almost like a Leslie Nope moment. Because the Michael Scott version is like, I, I could be a famous comedian. And The Office, spoiler alert, does not end with Michael Scott becoming a famous comedian. <clears throat> if you didn't know that, uh, Steve Carell does great, but Michael Scott, he's, not so much. He's doing okay. Yeah. He's doing all right. I mean, I don't know personally. I don't know him personally. He has he has hard days. Um, yeah. You know, highs and lows. Yeah. Pros and cons. <laughs> Pro, um, highs and lows. Bro. He's got pros and cons. He's got pros and cons Can't to his go. life. Um, you know, we keep teasing the canvassing portion. I feel like... I feel like... We should just talk about the canvassing portion so that we can I, stop teasing it. I had a thought of how to maybe get into it, Hannah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, would you mind? So we're going to do a little bit of role play. And people at people at home or in your car, because let's be honest, you're all, you're all driving. Your you're all driving to some camping trip somewhere. I've seen you. Um, I'm a little so, scared now. What's the <laughs> idea here? 
Okay, so so you're you're. He at did not home. warn me about this. No, no. <laughs> you're you're at home, right? Yeah. You're. It's been a long day. You're kind of relaxed. Okay. You know, maybe you're maybe you're cooking dinner. What are you cooking for yourself? This is a lot, Will. Um, I'm cooking tacos. Tacos. Okay, so you got you got the shells, on, and it's like you're finally relaxed. Maybe you're like light a candle. You know, it's like you have time alone. About to make out with my person. spouse. You're about to, and then boom, there's a knock on your door. Oh, who is it? What? It's Will, your co-host. Knock, knock. Okay. Hello. Do you want to do the camera scene portion of the podcast now? I, I would love to. So that's an example of what canvas scene is. All um, right. That was worth it. I we're keeping all that in. Um, know that dear dear audience, whatever you heard was an incredibly um, abbreviated edit of the full scenario that I described. We took a ton out in post. Oh my it god, yes. Hours. Um, <laughs> so welcome to the canvassing portion. Uh I canvas for uh, Alan Casey. Everyone kept asking if he was my dad. Like that was the number one question. I he's not. But that was like so, that was a that was a question I got ans- had to answer a lot. And then the most recent canvassing I did was um, for Katie Hill, who was uh, running for Congress and then mm-hmm. did get in and then had to leave. Uh, and that's a whole story, but I was just a very passionate canvasser. Um, cause the issues were all, she was running against Steve Knight and he was just anti a lot of things I believe in. And one of the things that he voted against was he voted against the dreamers being protected. Um, for those who don't know, I mean, I feel like a lot of people know about this now, but, um, the dreamers are kids that got brought over illegally, but Obama said that if you come out, there should be a path to citizenship. A lot of these kids were brought over very young. A lot of them have only, only remember living in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Trump tried to reverse that and sort of use the dreamers as political pawns, um, and this one guy, I knocked on his door and I was like, you know, Katie Hill supports the Dreamers. And he goes, he was like, well, I, I think the Dreamers should go back to Mexico. And I said, why don't you go to Mexico? Because he was Which like, I, this he was is like, totally, he was, <laughs> it's not at all an insult. That's just like, no, it was. I didn't mean to tell him. He was like, he was like, <laughs> he was like, Mexico's so nice. Like they should live. I was like, you live there. I just got really, cause I, cause, cause I was like, they only know this country. As their mm-hmm. home. And the point is not about Mexico not being nice. It's about the United States being the only home they've known. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God. But, you know, when you're canvassing, similar to Leslie being like, you don't care about your kids, then you can't let your passion sort of uh, escalate to a point. Because um, it just, it escalates fast. He was like, well, if parents robbed a bank and they, you know, do you think the kids should get to keep the money? And I was like, well, if if parents robbed a bank, I don't think the baby they're holding should be put in jail. Like, it's just it for me. I just got more yeah. and more passionate with this guy. And if you disagree with me politically, that's totally fine. Um, except I will yell at you at your doorstep. <laughs> so that's the gist of my experience is canvassing. But you said you canvassed too, Will. Yeah, I I canvassed 
briefly, I'm trying to think if there are other, I feel like there are other situations where I've, I've like held a clipboard, you know, but not actually gone like door to door knocking, but I canvassed for John Ossoff in, uh, in Georgia. Uh, what was that like? What's his deal? When now I'm, I'm blanking. It was, it was, <laughs> so, Hill you know, was in California, just to be clear. Yeah. Um, it was a congressional race and there was a seat had opened up because, um, someone who was in Trump's cabinet for, you know, anywhere from a few weeks to a couple months <laughs> had been given a position. Um, and he was running to fill the seat that had been open. It, there was something where it was like the most, the most expensive or like the most money invested in this in an election or a congressional race in all of history up until that point, I think. Was I his believe, opponent? Or was I him? think maybe on both sides. Because it was like the first election after uh, the 2016 primary. What was his name? So, again? Uh, John Ossoff. John Ossoff. Okay. Yeah. He, I know we said we didn't do spoilers, but he didn't, he didn't win the race. Mm. So that's, that's a little spoiler. Um, but you, so you're, you're in Chicago. So you went down to Georgia. I went down to Georgia. I'm from Arkansas, so I feel like I kind of split the difference. <laughs> um, but it was great. Yeah, I went with my friend Hannah. Um, not me. Not me, Different Hannah. Hannah. I'm friends with many Hannahs. Most of my closest friends are Hannahs. Friends with a lot of Hannahs. If you were um, to type in Hannah in your contacts in your phone, how many Hannahs come up? That's interesting. Oh, we're going to do it. <laughs> I'll play along. <laughs> this is the canvassing portion, but we're, it's also the Hannah portion. <laughs> well, did you have like an app? Did you have an app that you used when you canvassed? Um, yes. Yeah. So this is part of what I also related to in the episode. Leslie is like, stick to the binders. Like you've got to follow the specific things. And we had this yeah. app that would tell us if like the person we were going to go up to was a Democrat or Republican. And also you basically have to track some of their answers through this yeah. app. So it yeah. is this weird thing where you're going up to someone's door, but you're also following a script. So I relate to that aspect of this episode too well you're also like trying to gauge you're filling in like emotional information it's where you're like they're like strong like highly likely to support this candidate somewhat likely not at all likely very unlikely right you're like filling in kind of yeah this range of things and a lot of time at least with my experience i was canvassing at like the tail end of the <laughs> i didn't convince anybody and it'd be a combination of people being like Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to do it. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And then like interrupting someone's kids like piano lesson and then being like, I was going to vote, but you just made me lose faith in the democratic Sort process. of like Kate in this episode where she's <laughs> Much like, oh, like Kate. Yeah. You're, you're annoying me. So I'm against you now. Yeah, no, totally. And, and so there's that feeling of like, I, you know, you're, you got to tell people to make a plan, you know, you got to make a plan to go vote. Um, Maybe consider a mail-in ballot this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, we will link. Wh where's the best place if people want to need to register to vote? Where do they go? Neither of us know off the top of our heads, but we'll put a link in the description with resources. Great. But you could do that right now. You could probably do that I, if you're driving pullover and just like do a quick little register. If reg you're about to make out with your spouse, wait. And as you're pulling over, a fun fact is I, have, I know nine Hannahs. Nine Hannahs. Yeah, so I wasn't. It wasn't a huge exaggeration. 
to register to vote. www.lovingate. This feels like sure. something we should have known. You're going to make sure that people can register. <laughs> I I feel like www.usa.gov. Oh God, I hope we're not leading people astray. Yeah, maybe we should have been like reading, <laughs> reading the websites as you're like Googling, just sending people um, down all sorts of rabbit holes. We are going to link the correct things while we, when we link this podcast um, so that you can make sure you're registered to vote. Voting is really, really important. If you don't vote, then you got to go away. <laughs> um so we'll do so you so you went to order did you have one specific experience where you were like uh i wanted crawl in a hole because that's i definitely did i had okay so remember my remember how i was describing my nightmare scenario where i was like this is your nightmare this is my nightmare yes yes we're and then yeah. you made us role play it to get into this portion yeah oh also in case anyone was still role playing uh, open plays. your eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the role plays over. <laughs> yeah, the role plays over. Go back to kissing your spouse. Um, oh, they went from making out to kissing. Two different things. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm old fashioned, Hannah. I'm, I'm not like you. Okay, that's all. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, did you have a specific crawl in a hole canvas? Um. Yeah, I had. You know how sometimes you're like, does this person think their house starts at the gate or at the door oh what like, a nightmare I, yes yeah, you so don't I, want to trespass by accident no but i had to answer the questions on my app in good faith and go to the store and i went through this little gate and i knocked on the door and i heard someone i heard someone like rustling inside and they sounded not thrilled that i was there yeah and then i heard like a quick rustle and a very scary looking dog ran around and like corn, like corner me. So I was, the dog was in between me and the gate and the door was between me and the inside of the house, which yeah. probably I wouldn't have gone into. Um, Don't worry. For those who want to hire Will as a canvasser, he won't go inside the house. I won't go inside. I never go inside the house. That's a Will Sondheim promise. Um <laughs> I do want to run for political office and I'm using this podcast as a jumping off point. Um, So the the dog starts attacking. The dog is thinking about it. The door opens. There's a guy with a gun (laughs) inside his house. Um, But he has. And so I'm, I'm feeling a little on edge. Is it the gun? Cause that's fair. It's the dog gun combo. The gun is in a holster on his side. He's like, open carrying in the privacy of his home. Sorry, when you said the guy had a gun, I imagined like a full-on shot. You open the door and the, the, there's like the shotgun. The tip there's, is in your nose. There's no and way to know what kind like, of gun it was. I was a little there's on no it. And I was like, that's fair, Will. Well, okay. I may be dumb, but I'm very brave. Um, <laughs> but then they were both, they were like excited about John Ossoff and were very sweet and... And it was like a wonder, and I think I gave their dog like a few little. Do you think that this pets. guy should have started canvassing? Because I feel like if you have a gun, people would be more polite to you while you're going door to door. Oh no, that's going to trail off somewhere weird. <laughs> As you trail off, as I trail off somewhere yeah. weird. My ideal uh, canvas situation is like, um, <laughs> this is. 
I'm going to reference a single scene from the movie Hot Rod when everyone comes together. Um, <laughs> that's the scene where they're like they're walking to the stunt and there's like a, a parade. That was I if think what I always wanted. If you're a Hot Rod fan, please let us know. Oh, we're about to be swamped. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it holds up. Um, yeah, but that's my canvassing story. This has been the canvassing portion of Pawnee Public Radio. <laughs> I just like that it had to be its own portion. I just, you can now understand why we were both so, um, so excited that this was all about canvassing. I think watching how each of our characters canvass really tells us a lot about them. Our character, oh, from, from your A story and my B story characters? And even the C story. Even the C story. Yeah. No, I just think watching how everyone from Parks and Rec decides to handle the canvassing challenge uh, <laughs> really uh, sets us up for who these people are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you see... it's It makes me think about, like, the when they're, then when they're at the forum at the end of the episode... Um, it reminds me what the inside of my head feels like on the internet, <laughs> where where it's like everyone That's is very fair. I think Pawnee yeah. citizens in general are sometimes how I feel about Twitter comments. They're all very active on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, Pawnee citizens. If they had, if Pawnee citizens had, you know, each had a Twitter account, I feel like, I feel like they are the like unnamed Twitter trolls that don't have a real picture or a real name. Mm. Just like a picture of like a handsome actor. And they're just like yelling at people all day. Like who? I just, I get these unnamed accounts on my account no, no, sometimes I'm, at no, Hannah saying, Lil like, Nesson. If you want to come do that oh, to nice. me. And if um, you want to be mean to me, it's at Will Sondheim. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> people have um, been leaving very, very nice mean things about me already. Lots of like nose looking comments. Lots no, of- we are going to get to that in the town hall portion. This is not even segments of the podcast this time. I'm really into calling everything portions. Yeah. We will get to the town hall portion in which we will read five star reviews because if you leave a five star review at Pawnee Public Radio, we have to read it. That's the, that's the catch. Yeah, you know when you you know when you like download iTunes on your computer for the first time and there's like all those terms, you know, yeah. like terms and conditions and you scroll through. Mm-hmm. One of those is if you leave a review of our podcast, we <laughs> have to review it. It's in the terms it. and conditions of iTunes. Yeah. So you actually if you don't, I mean, I don't want to scare anyone, but <laughs> ooh, <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a ton of trouble. So Will, I have a question for you about this episode. Okay. Um I have a long-winded answer for you, Hannah. <laughs> No self-judgment. Um, because I do it all the time. It's all in my head. And if you start judging yourself, I'm going to start listing all We're my in insecurities. Trouble. We're all in a world of trouble. I just, you know, I feel so many things about myself. Just kidding. Um, I mean, not, not, but. <laughs> Nothing. Um, um, so there's obviously the Mark Brandan Danowitz of season one, which is just a huge part of the season, but not very consistent throughout the series that we all sort of mm. look at Mark now and go, why? Um, and there's another character this episode that is still in later seasons. Like she doesn't completely disappear like Mark does, but Marlene Griggs, no, Leslie's mom is mm. a lot more of a fix- fixture 
fixture? I think Fisher. Fisher. She's a lot more of a fisherman in. She's a lot more of a significant character in the earlier seasons. Again, don't come yeah. at me. I know she comes back, but I kind of feel like so. Marlene Griggs. No, she works. She's a politician that works for the school board. Um, for the, you know, within the government. And she's really, really harsh on Leslie. And I sort of, similar to Mark, we uh, like watching these back, I always take notes on who's really hard on her. And I kind of feel like, Will, that a lot of Leslie's earlier gooberishness or like incompetence is a lot because of the relationship to her mom and her mom mm-hmm. who sort of tells her that she's not very good at, it, it reminds me a little if Will gets to do a deep cut reference, then I do too. Go it on. reminds me of in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and we later learn in Angel, the series, the spinoff series, of Wesley with his dad, uh, who is, he is a watcher. He's part of the Watcher Council. Everyone who followed me on this deep cut is like so jazzed, and everyone who I lost is like, what a nerd. Um, but we- Well, just for for those people who are maybe like, what a nerd- do you I'm want to give them an it, estimate yeah. of maybe how long you'll talk? And then if they wanted, I'll yeah, do the same for my stuff moving forward too. Like, do you think it's going to be like a minute, a minute and a half? How ahead, long do you think it's going to take? Skip ahead 30 seconds if this isn't okay. a reference for you. Okay, um, But Wesley, <laughs> when we're introduced to him, is so incompetent. He even like trips a lot. But then we later find out that his dad really saw him as a failure and that he is actually very competent, but a lot of his self-doubt comes from the relationship with his father. And I don't want to put all... Okay, so now that if you've joined ahead 30 seconds later, welcome back. Um, (laughs) But I feel like that a lot of Leslie's goofiness comes from her harsh mother. So I guess my question for you is like, are you on the same page as me? Do Do you think her mom is like a lot of can be seen as a lot of the justification for her early kind of portrayal. Hmm. That That's was a, great a question. long question, longer than your B story even. Um, no, uh, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so great. So each of these questions are going to be about three minutes to explain and they're going to be yes or no answers. No, I think that's a great point. And I think it's, um, I mean, I feel like so much of it comes back to what we were talking about with like, who's sort of playing the straight character in any Mm. scene, you know, and and how, and, and some of it maybe coming from a shift in the show in general, having like trusting that the world itself can be the straight character and that Mm -hmm. all of the, all of the like primary characters in the department can like both be big and exaggerated and goofy and also like believe in something, believe in something and kind of, and be right. You know, it kind of like lets us be on their side. Yeah. That's the other kind of comparison of like Andy Dwyer in the office where you meet his parents and you're like, Oh, that's why you're the way you are. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like as Marlene Griggs, Nope will later become less of a, like domineering presence in Leslie, she also becomes more capable. Mm -hmm. And she also, to be fair, loves and supports her and has lots of really sweet moments later on with Mm -hmm. her. And I think is a lot of her inspiration. I just, this episode, it was sort of like that line where she was like, "Uh, I believe in my daughter. That's why I tell her to be a wife and a mother. It's just such a harsh (laughs) parental line. And it's like between her and Mark, being like, 
wah wah. It's like it's like Mark is the wah wah. What's the Marlene Griggs note sound effect? <laughs> Just like uh like <laughs> <laughs> slowly closing your bedroom door on you while there's a party downstairs. I don't know. <laughs> a great sound effect. A great sound effect. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a great, I think that is a really good point. What did I have? I had just a brilliant, a brilliant connection that I was going to make. I'll, about I'll, the mom. Where should they skip ahead to get to your brilliant connection? If they want to skip ahead I'm, a couple seconds and do that. Like it's going to take like, like 30, 30 seconds to a minute of just silence of me trying to, trying to, you know, when you like forget the name of a celebrity that yeah. everyone knows when you're like, yeah. Tom, Tom, something, he collects typewriters, you know, Tom, there's a, vo- there's, uh, he's best friends with a volleyball, Tom, oh, what's his name? <laughs> um, anyway, now I've, now I've just <laughs> delighted myself with my analogy and, and won't remember. Um, Oh, I. Okay, and that's, come that's in, and here's where you should have skipped and back in. Yeah, we're, we're back. back. Okay, go for it. Um, I think it like thinking about generations where there is something where like, uh, Leslie's mom comes from an earlier generation. I feel like you see that in real life, both in politics and just in general, where it's like, you know, Leslie's mom like got into politics or got involved politically like at a different time and has developed this like really tough skin. And the thing we love about Leslie is that she stays, she like doesn't put up all this armor. She stays really vulnerable and still makes change and still like works for their, you know, to make things better. Um, and Marlene Griggs, nope, is like not a bad character. I just, I'm always looking for, you know, that sort of Leslie nope eagerness to please the, the, the thing that makes her fall into the pit in episode one, the thing. Yeah. You know, it's not, I mean, yes, there's, like we talked about in the first podcast, there's also just this thing of she was supposed to be a Michael Scott type character at first. Mm -hmm. And the thing in this episode that most reminded me of that was the sunblock joke. She's like, they, the show had to like, some PA had to go out and get like six things of sunblock for this one joke where she goes, here, everyone sunblock up, except you, Tom. And it's this like weird, almost like racial, definitely racial comment. (laughs) That, like, is sort of more an early Michael Scott thing than a Leslie thing. Like, I don't think Leslie... It's just... it's just I, I can't tell if the gooberishness is a, res, a justified result of Marlene or if it's more of, like, a Michael Scott leftover. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's both. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it also connects to this thing, a thing I love about Leslie and want to, like, take on a little bit for myself is she just has so many idols. <coughs> you know, like, her her wall... And her office is just covered in, in like photos of powerful women, right? Of, of mm-hmm. she and she like idolizes her mom, and she idolizes Nancy Pelosi, and she idolizes uh, human idols for those who are here for me for uh, for mother shows. <laughs> human idols. <laughs> yeah, well, not until later seasons of of Parks and Rec do they start adding text next to the name that lets you know that Leslie, in fact, does have a hidden immunity idol. Um, so if you it's have a good idea like that, idols yeah. all go well with that knowledge. Okay. So yeah, she oh, has yeah. a lot of people she idolizes. Mm. That's I don't I think, and maybe part of the <laughs> arc of the show is her like learning how to be that for herself. Mm. You know, of, of sort of 
growing. She does end up framing a picture of herself in a later season. And when Ben calls her out, she goes, I'm not above saying I'm someone who I inspire. She literally does in the later season. Hashtag Michelle Obama. Hashtag becoming, right? Hashtag yet. (laughs) Sorry, I was just adding. All right. Yeah. Do you have any questions? Because that was my main question that I had about for you about this episode. I was like, I want to talk about Marlene. Yeah, I well, we meet another iconic character in this episode, the Leslie Note Binder. It's mm-hmm. the introduction of the Binder. I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about maybe wh- where this character might go from here, <laughs> or or just sort of like what the Binder represents as as a symbol in Parks and Rec. Well, I think something I love is that rewatching it, I realized that like Leslie very much was herself from the beginning, and the Binder shows us that like i think a lot of people like to shit on the earlier seasons as being like she's not at all herself like she's completely michael scott or she's completely this like bumbling fool but i think the binder reminds us that she always cared way too much in the best way that like will later become her greatest strength and the binder the the you know um, the, the binder, obviously I won't give away every line ever said about binders in the show, but I, I have them filling up my head right now, but I think it's, it's the binder represents that she it's her eagerness to be so thorough. I think someone used the word thorough. I think Anne was like, wow, this is thorough. Like she is herself and like, you can hate on the earlier seasons, but she's there. The Leslie you love is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what the binder is to me. It's the fact that she's there. And when she, when she catches them all playing garage band, she just takes the binder and she throws it down. Because all her efforts, all her efforts are for naught. This, this isn't, this doesn't belong in the, in the canvassing portion of the episode, but I had, I did have a job in college where I worked at a help desk and we had a mm-hmm. binder that was, you know, that would walk people through problems. And it was like a technical help desk. So people would, you know, would call with their problems. And I was just supposed to follow the script and just be like, you know, have you tried turning it off and on again? Like what, what color of the light is flashing and, and be like the script made me an expert in a thing that I really <laughs> knew nothing about, you know? Um, but I, I super identified with Anne in this episode because someone would <laughs> someone would call and i would pick up the phone and they'd just be like my computer's not working and i have to teach a class in 20 minutes and i would immediately go into like i would immediately just empathize with them hardcore i'd be like oh like oh man i'm so sorry in 20 minutes that's really really frustrating that's that sucks and they're just like yeah so i'm in this classroom we're like okay well good luck with your class like i you know, I hope everything I works out. I love when Anne is like, and then Anne Leslie's like, no, the binder. And then Anne's trying to get through it, doesn't get through it in time. Um, yeah, I mean, everything, you know, everything about canvassing, I can't say it enough. It's was just so spot on. <laughs> just like how frustrating it is. And the addition the of the binder, too, was something else. Uh, I, you know, I want to continue talking, but I want to merge the uh, town hall portion into this a little bit. I'm going to go to the Twitter and see the Twitter. I yeah. want to kind of see what's up. Cause P- some people tweeted their thoughts at us. Yeah, I've never made it to the merge before. 
Two people uh, can play at that game. Bum, bum, boom. Um, wow, wow. Woo. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay, a lot of people sending in what ifs, which I am so excited to get to in mm-hmm. the what if portion. Uh, gosh, I think every podcast episode, we need to call it a different thing. Episode one, we called it segments. Episode mm-hmm. two, portion. Please tell us what episode three, are you going to call it like, slices like what is the ep- what is the episode three thing yeah um, help us <laughs> help us please um so i am going to scroll scroll this is going to be if you want to skip past the scrolling you know just uh skip ahead yeah. 45 seconds maybe in the future i'll um screenshot all the tweets and this won't <laughs> the scrolling won't be a remember when you were trying to like make up the name of a website that probably helped people vote earlier (laughs) and you were like it's probably like fair no no to be fair i wasn't making it up i was googling it did you know that i was googling it i I think googling is just public (laughs) make-em-ups i love the idea that i just make it up you probably could go vote at like okay you're voting um, for the united states bethany gillum on twitter Mm. do i say at do I should I say her handle or should I just say her name? Yeah, Dox, Bethany Gillum <laughs> at M R S B Gillum. Mm-hmm. If you can't spell that, good luck finding her. Uh, we asked a lot. Why do you? Why does? Why do all the ladies love Mark? This episode, we see Leslie going the best. Mark Brandanowitz, like he mm-hmm. has to kind of save her. Um, she, I, I couldn't figure it out, but Bethany has some insight. She said. Regarding Mark and all the ladies, it just reminds me of the cool guy in Little Town. All the women want to be with him. And why? Shrug. Now, you're from a small town. Is this a thing that happens in small towns? Yeah, it, it has a name. We call it we call it high school fever. So what this mm. basically means is that someone's really cool in high school. Mm-hmm. And then that like lingers around them. I feel like you, you literally see that with some characters later in, in parks and rec. But um, my, my fan theory is that probably Mark was like hot shit in mm-hmm. high school. Was that our first cuss? Um, no, I said shit. Okay. I said it earlier. I just want to, I just want to be first at something. <laughs> um, no, but that, that's my theory. I, I think I, I agree with, who Bethany. is Bethany? Bethany? I agree with Gillum. Bethany. Yeah, she, I think it's. She, I think yeah. it like lingers, and you sort of have like prestige, and you have kind of. Um, I mean, I still remember all the cool guys from my high school. Samson Knight, if you're listening, huge crush. I loved your writing. Uh, Irvin Scott, captain of the football team, also was in my English class. If you're listening, hello. Uh gosh, what were my other? I mean, even the cool middle schoolers, I remember. Addison Williams. He's now trying to be an actor in New York. If you're listening, hello. Kyle Kazanjanamery, who moved to my town. And names. Third. Names. Yeah. <laughs> so if any of Kyle, Addison, Samson, Irvin, if you guys are listening, hey, maybe you're the, maybe you're the handsome eyebrows I was referring to. Bethany Gillum had another tweet. Um, she was a, a two-time tweeter um, that I really agree with she, about this episode. She goes, in episode two, to totally see April liking Andy, she convinces Mark to go back to the house so they can play rock band. Now, we were tracking in the first episode of our podcast, Will, 
that April immediately liked Andy and his itch stick. And I think the fact that they go play rock band at his house, yes, it's giving up on canvassing, but I also do think it's a sign of her crush. What do you think? Yeah. That was my little, just a little joke callback uh, to a long question, short answer. No, I, I think, I think there is a spark. And I think here's what I love. I might push back gently against you. Bethany, I'm on this. We're in the same book, slightly different pages. I think that that April immediately notices that they're like kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's immediately like a crush. I think it's sort of just like you're living life on your own terms. I feel like being around you will be interesting. And later, like interesting grows into like wanting to make out while listening to podcasts. Wanting to. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Polito. Polito. At the Dom Atone says, um, at Radio Punny. That's our, that's our, that's our name on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just a little nose lick here. How do you think the Parks and Rec team slash Pawnee would be dealing with the current pandemic? Now, now, Dominic, they did have a special in which all the characters started talking about the pandemic and how they were dealing with it. Will, did you watch the special? I did. I think. Some of them handle it better than others. They also have an episode where they the whole town deals with a hypothetical situation. And they do pretty well for a while. Isn't that right, Hannah? <laughs> yeah. Until, yeah, that's a, that will be a future episode. Um, we have a lot I mean, of I, what ifs. And I yeah. can't wait to get to them with during the what if section. Um, the what if what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wow, the what if portion. Oh my God, Whoa. segment is portion. I'm sorry, wow. is it a week ago? Is my hair a little bit shorter? Well, segment Am was I... a week ago. Maybe section was is the future. Um, wow. Now, uh, I want to get to the voicemails that we got. Before we get into the what if portion, I really want to... Now, just a reminder, if, 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 these, if these voicemails seem fun to you, you can too can send us voicemails by going to at Radio Pawnee on Twitter. We have our speak pipe, the hip thing we talked about, all the kids, cool kids doing. All it's really easy. You just record it and it, and you send it in. Oh, do you guys? Sorry, do you not? Do you not have a speak pipe? <laughs> Whoa! Oh, <wow>. Okay. <laughs> or you can email us at townhall at pawneepublicradio.com. There's lots of ways. So we are going to now do some voicemails. I'm excited to hear some of these uh, town hall voicemails. We got our another town hall in the show, and now we get to hear from you guys driving. Um, be be safe out there. Be safe out there, and remember, we just we really hope that we continue to get voicemails. I think it's a really fun part of what this podcast can be. Um, our first voicemail comes from Connor Young. So let's play her up. Let's see what Connor Young has to say. Hey, Hannah and Will. This is Connor calling from Norman, Oklahoma. So in this week's episode, we see that Leslie holds her public forum for the park. However, the people are very, very angry about this and want to vote no. Fortunately, Leslie is able to filibuster this process and the vote never occurs. But what if the vote did occur? What if the park is voted no on and it never occurs? Would Leslie and Ann still become friends? What would be the main story of the first season? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Connor Young from Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, Knocking it out of the park. That's a really good question. 
That's a great question. And I, I'm so excited we can hear some what ifs in these voicemails and then let that peter into a what if portion. Nice. Uh, so what <laughs> if they had voted no? I'm going to go be big on this and say that what we learn about Leslie is that she, she doesn't really take no for an answer, except when it comes to relationships. <laughs> We're not saying Hannah, she hears the word. I respect it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I would say, uh, Connor Young, that her and Anne find another way to get their part. I don't think I don't think this no would have stopped them. I think it would have slowed things down. What do you think, Will? Yeah, well, a fun fact actually is that in the original British version of Parks and Rec, the vote is no, and yeah. uh, and the whole series is only six episodes long, um, which is I actually mean, pretty ass- long for a British show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I mean, Will and I show. are Will and I have both watched the British version, so we will we will be referring to that during this podcast. Yeah. I hope you guys can I, all check out it's it's called um, Slides and Swings, though, not Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't get the they couldn't get the name. It's no. yeah. I think I think the the British version of Parks and you know it's like a little bit drier. It's a little bit kind of mm-hmm. like harsher. Um, yeah. Anne, the character Anne, well Mag is Mag, the British course. version Mag. Um, and Andy Thomathan. Yeah. In the um, British version, they they stay together for the for the whole but and then like the well i don't want to give anything away yeah, don't I, spoil everything we'll probably yeah. do some like special episodes that are just recapping um the british version slides and swings yeah slides and swings yeah so in the british version yeah they, they don't get exactly what they want like they maybe do in the american version but because the vote was no great question connor young um our next voicemail is from connor r so it so out of our voicemails, just just take a sec to appreciate. What are the chances? Got, what are the chances? Two Do you Connors. Believe that? Two Connors, <laughs> one voicemail. If you were named Connor and you did not call in this oh. time, please call in for episode three because we want every week to have a Connor. My God, keep in mind that I know nine Hannahs. What are the chances that two Connors call? Not totally related. Math isn't my strong suit. Let's hear from R. Connor. <laughs> Hello, Pawnee Public Radio. My name is Connor. I uh, live in Washington. I guess my question for you guys or issue is that I always thought that the lady that uh, Ann and Leslie went to her house first was the same lady who got angry later. So I guess, um, can you guys make the white lady extras look different? If you could do that, I'd very much appreciate it. Or, uh, maybe give me a way to remember them because as far as I'm concerned, they're the same person. I didn't realize until this time that they weren't. Um, thanks to you guys. Love the podcast. Connor R from Washington. First, I like how he said, my name is Connor. Cause he didn't know that, that uh, Connor young from Norman, Oklahoma would be calling us in first. Yeah. And I mean, because Can I, Oh, do you want to take? I was just going to say because Connor, I think Connor is just Connor, and then Connor Young is Connor Young, just so we yeah. can, you know, tell them apart. Like just so we can tell them trouble apart. Tell, he has trouble telling apart what he described as the white lady extras, and we're telling apart the various Connors calling it. I think, I think that's something to note. Yeah. So we're all we're, we're all, all just doing our best. Yeah. Doing our best. They do similar hair the first lady that leslie and Anne go up to and then kate 
our main antagonist mm-hmm. um, of the episode <laughs> of the series. Yeah, um, <laughs> she hates parks. That's she hates half parks. the show. <laughs> it's just like on Slides and Swings. It's the main part of the show. Um, yeah, I guess you could say they. Did you tell them apart, Will? Did you know they were two different people? Yeah, but you just got to give yourself like a a mnemonic device or something, you know, or um, Connor R versus Connor Young. Yeah, I'll sometimes. That's not a pneumatic device. That was just me <laughs> saying it. <laughs> I will say, I will say something. I you know, something I did. I have noticed. This is not a critique, Connor R. As much as something I've noticed is that, um, you know, I, I feel like I'm compared more quickly to other archetypes that were also on Survivor, like other women with glasses, a little bit more than my male counterparts. I feel like there are a lot of dudes in the town that look the same, too. (laughs) I'm defending these two extras. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also do appreciate, Connor, what you're saying. And if you thought they were the same lady, I'm sure you're not the only one. Yeah, I think it's easier for us to recognize people when we spend more time with them and get to know them a little bit better. Um, so what I sometimes do if I'm getting extras mixed up is I'll, I'll put the episode on half speed when I see an extra that I'm worried I'm going to forget oh my just God. to spend a little more on screen time with them. Um, I really, I hope this helped. <laughs> Connor R, let us know if it helped in your voicemail for next week. Connor Young and Connor R, I both, you, I hope you both, um, call back. Yeah. We'll connect you guys. I mean, I'm sure you'll connect with each other through SpeakPipe. Um, I, I just, I'm so excited that we have two Connors listening. We're so thrilled to have you here. Yeah, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for coordinating between you two. <laughs> oh man, the next voicemail we have is from my good friend Allison. She made sure that in um, Eliza Orlin's uh, charity, uh, not charity event, in Eliza Orlin's campaign event, she's. Eliza's running for Manhattan DA. Google it if um, you're interested. You're, you are just Googling left and right Google on the pod where today. To vote. Google People where Eliza are driving, Hannah. People are driving. They can't Google. Don't Google and drive. No, but Allison made sure that mm-hmm. at this um, Manhattan DA event uh, that I got to meet my favorite Survivor player by requesting us both so that we would have to be in the same breakout room in zoom so i'm so excited allison called in unfortunately uh allison's question uh spoils some of the finale and while we're all down for spoilers on this podcast uh we we can't spoil the final episode so we gotta we we gotta keep people coming back for more you know uh allison we hope you love what we did to your voicemail it's all in good faith but we had to redact something so we'll play her up Hi, this is Allison. Um, Hannah might recognize me from the Zoom room a couple weeks ago with Courtney. I did. And I've been increasingly annoying on Twitter since then. So sorry, not sorry. Um, But I wanted to call in and talk about the drunk guy in the slide that you guys were talking about from the pilot of Parks. Um, One fun fact from this episode that I can't believe you guys didn't know is that the drunk guy actually in the parks finale. Um, you will probably remember the episode opens with a coming into the parks office and if somebody can see a in the park near his house. 
And it's the same guy. It's the drunk guy. Um, so I just wanted to call in and provide some closure on that. He's years later. He seems to have, you know. Um, so, yeah, I know you guys had a bunch of theories, but, but there he is in the finale. Um, you guys are doing awesome. I loved the first episode of the podcast. I'm a huge fan, and I'm so excited to see where you guys go from here. Bye. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Allison. I hope you appreciate all the beeps we added uh, to not spoil anything about the finale. So uh, Allison noticed something about the drunk guy in the slide that we had talked about, something very astute and smart and great. And uh, we'll come back to her voicemail at the final episode of this podcast. Yeah, she's going to close us out. So remember the name, everyone. Remember the name, Allison. Oh, and I think keep keep calling us out. You know, we're not we're not perfect. We're going to miss things about the episode. Sometimes I'm going to call one character by another character's name. Sometimes I'm not going to remember what happens in the episode. When that happens, I think, you know, it's again in the terms and conditions that you agreed to, you've got to keep me accountable. Um, It's just what it's what a friend does. And (laughs) thank you for being my friend. The next voicemail we have was sent in by an anonymous caller. So we'll uh, play it up. Love the podcast. First time caller, long time listener. Uh, My question is, is it hard to do a podcast while you are quarantined with your family? Which sounds a little familiar, a little suspicious. Sounds a little... Yeah, it feels a little like uh, April uh, in the episode being a plant. Uh, This voice kind of sounds like my mom. I don't forgot what the sound effect was. I think think that's what it was. Exactly. Yeah. Um, That's a great question. Do you guys, are you guys still on speaking terms? Are you mostly communicating through speak pipe right now? It's mostly a speak pipe mom daughter relationship. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing we're recording this entire podcast on speak pipe and she can, she can check it out. (laughs) This sponsor, this podcast, just so you guys know, is sponsored by speak pipe. Just kidding. It's not at all sponsored by speak pipe. (laughs) It's, um... What is it? it? How is it staying with your family during quarantine? It, you know, I've never spent this much time with my family as an adult. And, you know, a, a small, small silver lining of the craziness of the world is getting to spend some time with the family. And, um, they are wonderful. <laughs> I like them and love them a lot. I might we might censor out a little bit of that too, just so we don't give anything away. I think no spoilers, but I love my Fast family loose with the bleeps. No, it's been uh, it's been great. Uh, my mom has gotten really good at baking hala. If you need a hala Brit Baker, hala at her. Um, my dad was walking me through how to do my taxes. You need someone to help you with your taxes. <laughs> Holla at my dad. About to get um, a ton of unsolicited <laughs> requests. Oh my God. <laughs> I guess solicited. Uh, I guess we just solicited. And my brother is here yeah, right what can now. He do? What does uh, he have to offer? Him and I have actually what marketable skills. <laughs> what marketable skills? Each of them will offer you help. Um, my brother and I have been starting to write a pilot together, and turns out he's real funny and smart. 
funny and smart. If you didn't hear that, I like my family. I love them. <laughs> All right. Um, let's hear this next voicemail. Another anonymous caller. Okay. <laughs> hey, Hannah and Will. Great podcast. I was just wondering, my question is, will the Dodgers finally win the World Series in a season without any fans? Let me know. I can't pretend that's not my dad calling in. That's really good. I, Mom and Dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry I didn't tell you what Speak Pipe was. <laughs> you got it next podcast. Tune in for episode three I when know. Bill's parents will be calling in. Um, no pressure. Da- I know you're busy. <laughs> so my dad is referring to the fact that baseball is starting up again, but without fans. So what do you think, Will? Will the Dodgers be able to win now that nobody is in the bleachers? Yeah, I think, um, uh, Mr. Shapiro, um, I think they've got a real shot. I think their long game's looking pretty good. Um, defensively, you know, I think if they could tighten it up a little bit, I'm worried that, you know, the, the bases. Baseball defense. <laughs> baseball defense. I, I think they got a, you know, I think if they keep their eye on the prize and they keep it together and, um, swing, swing, swing away. Swing for um, the fences. Listen, this is also clearly a sports podcast. That's why my dad is making sure we get some sports questions. I hope future voicemails from the Connors also involve sports. Yeah. I'll also, I, I love getting to be better friends with a dad. So I don't really have a baseball team of my own. I, I could go Dodgers if that feels like a bonding opportunity, Hannah. I really hope you bond with my dad through SpeakPipe, which we're not <laughs> sponsored with. Bye. No, but with. we are fans of, I mean, it, it helped us connect to all of you. So, so we got some what if questions through Twitter as a continuation of this town hall. And I, I want to get to some of them. Um, I'm so excited that people are tweeting at us at Radio Pawnee. I'm glad people spoke to us through SpeakPipe. Nobody used the email yet. Just so you know, if you emailed us, you'd be the first. Townhall at PawneePublicRadio.com. Millennials are killing the email industry right now. It's horrible. <laughs> All right. Some of these what ifs. It's time for some what ifs portion. What if the favor was introducing Ron to Lagavulin? The whiskey. Yes. That's uh, our good friend Dominic Polito, whose handle we gave you earlier. Whoa. I love that kind of favor. Just telling someone about a thing that you like. And I like being paid back for that with something the size of a park. <laughs> so I guess my answer to your what if is, I love it. Count me in for that fictional scenario. Sign me up. Have you ever? Have you had scotch, Anna? Um, I only really drink drinks that taste like juice, like apple, like hard ciders, or mm. um, uh, the, the margaritas. Uh, recently, I'm so proud of this. Uh, please tell me, everybody, how proud I should be. I. For the first time, I'm able to enjoy wine. Like, I've never liked wine. And I felt like when I'm an adult, I'll like wine. And now I kind of am starting to be able to drink a glass of wine. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm an adult. Um, we have another one from Tara, at Tara T. She has two what ifs. What if April fell in love with Anne? And what if everyone loved Jerry? Whoa. I feel like some of those are on par with like, what if 
the park, well, you know, what if it was a no vote? I feel like those are big, big world changing what ifs, mm-hmm. which is what you want in a good what if. Great work, everybody. Um, I think if April and Anne fell in love together, I, I think they'd be in for a, a rough ride. Although we learn later about Anne that she does begin to mirror certain elements of the people that she's in a relationship with. So I think maybe she would just have like a very different arc, which involved her eating off of a Frisbee and hopefully they'd be very happy together. Um, if no one hated Jerry, what do you think, Hannah? Well, Jerry is someone I think we should put a dot, dot, dot. Some of these what ifs um, we're, I'm going to save as like a dot, dot, dot for when we're introduced to their characters. Because Jerry isn't in a force yet. But I do, I do think we should discuss that at a later time. You're going to put a pin in it? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put a pin in it. Great. Um, there are so many. Uh, at... Poet at Poe Trial. This is Edgar from Edgar Danger. Um, <sighs> Hannah and Will, great show, guys. Thanks for the compliment. I guess I didn't have to read the compliment. What if Tom had come out as gay? How would this storyline have panned out? On on some level that... I mean, so much of like (laughs) the toxic masculinity from Tom's character from like episode one, I feel like could be explained by him being afraid to be his, his true self. Even this episode, Kate, who is the person against them, we have to get a Tom line in where he goes, Kate's hot though, or something like that. (laughs) Just like such a throwaway, like, Gotta let you know that Tom would, Tom would bang. I think there, I mean, I, later, this is another ellipses. Skip ahead 20 seconds if you don't got time for those three little dots. But, um, I mean, I, I do think there's a true love between Tom and John Ralphia. You know, mm. I think their like love for each other is, is Ugh, pure. A great um, answer. Yeah. There's so many different kinds of love. Um, I have. Found another one. Um, found another one. Where'd like you I, find it? <laughs> where'd you find it? Um, I will be saving these for next time. Um, some, if I don't get to your what if, or we don't get to some some comment, don't forget we will be getting to them um, next week. We'll do one more Twitter what if. Um, actually, we'll do two more. <laughs> I lied. Um, the first one is from Dave Baker. At D Baker sixty one, uh, what if Anne fell into the pit instead of Andy? Whoa! I, I just don't think she would. But I think I guess she knows how to fall. Did. I think she knows how to fall. I think she you tucks. roll, you tuck and roll. You do. Do you think Andy cares for her the way she cares for him after he falls? Um, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, another Aww. way of looking at Parks and Rec is a is a long arc of Andy learning to do his laundry. Maybe. Um, I think he like tries to make her dinner. Like in a later season, he's like cooking marbles on the stove. I think he like puts skittles in a pan and tries to make her something fun. Burns the house down, and 
Yeah, I think it's not good. I do think he tries. I think Andy. I'm not. I think Andy is well. Well, I mean, we will talk about this, but Andy's character really changes. But I think ultimately he's like a puppy dog, Mm -hmm. where I think he he'll he'll, he'd like try and fail. Um, I've got one more what if to round off this this part of the town hall with Twitter what ifs. What if Leslie was a pessimist? Could. God make a boulder that was too heavy for him to lift up? That's my answer to that question. Oh, and this is from Garrett Stanley at Garrett Stanley. Um, I don't know what I, her kind of pessimism would look like. You know, I think her kind, I think if Leslie was a pessimist, she would get married to Mark and leave government. And maybe she'd like turn to the camera and be like, I'm turning into my mother, you know. <laughs> uh, please, for next time, continue to tweet at us. Hashtag what ifs. This has been a really fun way to do the what if portion. Um, but the last part of the town hall is uh, we won't read all of them today, but we will over the course of this podcast. If you leave us a five star review on iTunes or Spotify, uh, then we must read your comments. Uh, so please subscribe because we are our own podcast feed. We are under the umbrella of RHAP, but we are a separate feed, not under post-show recaps or Rob as a podcast. So we need you to subscribe. And it bumps us up to leave a five-star review. Plus, we get to read your fun comments. Like I said last time, you could say you want to lick Will's nose and we'd read it. Um, so we're going to read uh, four fun five-star comments this podcast will do you want to get us started yeah thank you so much um five stars from kenny c kenny says great podcast thank you kenny thank you kenny he goes on this is a great (laughs) podcast to listen to it is fun and i think hannah and will are pretty funny period they have natural improv talent to make a funny show even funnier period thank you kenny thank you kenny pretty funny is all we can hope for yeah a pretty funny. I read it as pretty funny. That's the, the voice I read. I got pretty funny. Yeah. Again, our ideal reaction is, oh, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Kenny C., thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I'll read the next one, I guess. Um, no one's uh, forcing you, Hannah. <laughs> I'll read. I'll read. Uh, no, you know, I'm going to make you read that one. I'll read this one. Five stars. As you know, because that's how we read it. From Captain Neurotic. I think I could be a Captain Neurotic, too. I like this person already. General. (laughs) is the title of it, which we discussed in episode one. Come for the trustworthy views of two people who have studied TV writing. Stay for the hot party tips. Captain Neurotic, thank you. Uh, You know what? We are trustworthy because we've studied film. And now we revealed also comedy. So, um, and the hot party tips we discussed in podcast number one, where where I said, stay by the chip bowl if you want to seem cool. And I said, stand in the hallway. Our next five-star review is from Z Bacalban. Mm-hmm. Titled, Hannah and Will. Already, already true. You can just trust this person. Mm-hmm. Zbakalban says both co-hosts have such a great dialogue and have a great breakdown of the show. Also, Will definitely uses a straw for beer. Which is guilty. <laughs> what does a person who 
puts a straw into beer. What is he trying to say about you, Will? I'm trying to understand it. I love it. Thank you so much, uh, Zakal Ban, Captain Neurotic, Kenny C. I love all these five-star reviews. But what does it mean that you drink uh, uh, beer out of a straw? I think I'm, I think I'm careful. I don't want to miss any drops. Um, Just like your description of the B story today. That yeah, pedophile I, scene got so much I, energy. I take my time. I, I wouldn't it. draw a straight line between those, but I am going to stay up at night thinking about that, mm. which is good. You know what, Will? Welcome to the internet. As someone who's got a lot of comments, you do stay up and think about some of the comments all <laughs> night. Trust me, I have engaged farther than I should sometimes. All right, I will be reading the last one that we're reading today. Though we will also read them next week because we will continue to read your five-star reviews. All of them. Um, this one's from JDog2Gs1040. Oh, yeah, we went to high school years. together, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you and JDog1040. <laughs> Treat yourself. Four exclamation points. I didn't realize I had a pit that needed filling until this podcast came out. Oh, and to lick Will's nose. Yay, J-Dog. Thank you so much. First of all, great pit metaphor. Second of all, thank you for saying you want to lick Will's nose. Yeah, you know, if you still want to lick it, if you know I drink beer with a straw, <laughs> I guess that's kind of nice. <laughs> I, I appreciate because it very much. This has been the town hall slash what if portion of the podcast the, the first time it was a segment but then i kind of called it a section weirdly now it's a portion thank you we, it's just so great that people are listening and hopefully subscribing uh because we want this to feel like will and i are watching a show together and you're here too yeah it's nice to nice to take a little break make a couple goofs uh and it really does mean a lot that uh that we're not just speaking into the void. Hearing, you know, hearing back from you is really fun. <laughs> it's so fun. While we're saying thank you, there's a couple of people I think we should thank. Because this podcast launch has been so much fun. And it's because of a couple of friends of ours. Um, the cool artwork you see uh, is by Caroline Reedy. Uh, she's can, an artist. Oh. You can check out her Instagram at Doot Doodle. She's great. She's great. She went to Northwestern with us. Another, the, the intro song you hear is our friend Patrick from Northwestern. Where can they find Patrick? Oh, boy. It's in the description. And it's patrickbuddy.com. He makes all sorts of great music. Go listen to his tunes. Uh, I'd also like to thank our deputy of social media. She came up with that title in honor of Parks and Rec, Carly Kaplan. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at carcap. C-A-R-K-A-P. She's been great, too. We're just so thankful for Rob Cesternino and RHAP and then all our friends that have been a part of um, the launching of this podcast. We wanted to make sure to say thank you. <laughs> and we know that they're, they're definitely all listening and will text us. I just want text. <laughs> <laughs> um. This has been so fun. What an episode two. We're so excited to do this every week. Each episode will come out on Tuesdays. Uh, you can subscribe uh, by subscribing to Pawnee Public Radio on iTunes, 
or Spotify. So you get a little, do they get a ding if they subscribe? Yeah, you get a little burst of serotonin. You get something. People wouldn't do it Um, if it was for nothing. uh, Yeah, you can also find us at Radio Pawnee. My personal Twitter is at Hannah Lil Nesson. And I'm at Will Sondheim. And Hannah, if someone listens all the way to here, what should they, how should they let us know that they made it to the end of episode oh. two? Um, That's a little should... trick I learned from you. You taught it what to me. What should the hashtag be if you made it this far? That's a, that's a great question. Uh, we have... <laughs> uh, how about hashtag register to vote? That won't get lost in the shuffle. So use hashtag register to vote. We'll find oh, you. It will we'll totally you. get lost in the shuffle. Okay, it's a good shuffle. Use... It's a good shuffle to be in. Oh, man. Uh, what is there a more specific hashtag? Hmm. Mm. The other one that comes to mind is Andy's band name, Just the Tip. Gosh, those are two very different hashtags. Hashtag register to vote and hashtag just the tip are really on either side of the hashtag spectrum. Mm-hmm. So use both. Use one. We can't wait to hear from you. You can also find us at PawneePublicRadio.com. This has been so much fun. Uh, if there's something you like about the podcast, let us know. If there's something you want to yell at us about, we'll think about it all night, but then we'll implement those changes. We're really growing and learning with you. I think that's the best part of all of this. Um, we want to hear about you. You know, if your name's Connor, if your name's not Connor, your life. Uh, remember to get those uh, voicemails or comments in uh, before Thursday uh, or Thursday afternoon-ish because that's uh, that's inside baseball when we record. Um, And yeah, anything about episode three is fair game. If you've enjoyed listening to us, please check us out at any of the places I've mentioned. If not, Will and I will probably show up at your doorstep to canvas at your house. So don't worry about it. We're coming to find you. Knock, knock. See you Tuesday. Bye.